0: personalized learning with Matt and Courtney. My name is Matt
1: and my name is Courtney
0: and we talk about the do do's and don't do's of personalized learning. Oh yeah and today we're going to talk about uh different experiences with kids and adults in a way.
1: Like what happens when you, when you give learners the opportunity to say what they need to say and how do you actually listen to it, I think is, is kind of like where we're going today.
0: All right. right? So you've, you've got a, uh, like a kind of an example (laughs) that you've been through lately. And
1: yeah.
0: yeah, So why don't don't you talk about, about what this is?
1: Yeah. So, so I have, um, I am super excited to be, working uh coaching in a school right now once a week in a school um it's awesome it's a small school uh so it's a k-8 school and uh there's every grade level is is multiple every classroom is multi-grade uh that's how small it is and um there are there are limited teachers in the school because that's just how it goes so um there have been some culture issues in one of the grade levels in the five six grade level um, which not terribly shocking you know five six is when uh, adolescence begins so uh, I think most of us should expect to there to be some kind of culture and you know that it's typical it's normal sure. Um and so one teacher was feeling particularly frustrated because there are some weird culture things happen, like happening in with this group and in, in the school in general, which again is that's not an atypical statement for any school. Exactly. Um, especially right now. Hmm. What could be going on in the world that would be impacting the way classrooms and schools operate and run and perhaps making young adolescents feel um let's see maybe trapped over controlled <laughs> like mm. I don't know can you think of anything that, that-
0: it's weird that the first thing that pops to mind is that it's St. Patrick's Day and maybe they were rounded up for that one but I'm guessing uh, you're talking about the next bigger thing the next bigger thing ah would be the pandemic. that makes mm. sense yeah yeah
1: there's a pandemic going on that's putting a lot of constraints on uh their lives right mm-hmm. and so fair for them to be of frustrated about
0: it absolutely so anyway
1: so this this one teacher that um i'm working with right now um felt like something needed to happen right something this needed to be addressed in some way awesome decided to enlist the help of the school guidance counselor and to run a restorative circle amazing Mm -hmm. love the path right so if you don't know a restorative circle it's a particular process um, modeled on um, Native American practices where um, the gist is like what happened, everyone states kind of what happened. Um, Everyone states how it was impacted them. Um, People kind of reflect what they're hearing about how it impacted others. And then um, everybody kind of uh, claims the part they had to play. And then everybody claims a part for making it better.
0: That's Mm -hmm. the gist
1: of it it's an awesome process. Uh, it needs to be skillfully facilitated. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so these learners, these, <laughs> this group of learners are learning how to do this, right? They've kind of just started maybe a month or two ago with this with this um, practice. So uh, it was brought to, to them. So the teacher brought it to them. The kind of question, right? Like the frustration, right? Is that, um, you know, like things aren't going well in class for these various reasons. So anyway, so the learners get, you know, they go round and round, so there's a talking stick. There's all kinds of, it's great. So learners, um, and I was floored by it, and I mean, not, not, not surprisingly, anytime I am in the position where I get to observe learners actually being given the opportunity to actually share their voice, um, I'm always floored by their honesty, what they have to say, and like just the raw truth of it, and how much um, I find myself rooting for them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. That's perfect. Yeah. yeah. It's really nice to see uh, kids do that type of thing if we let mm-hmm. them.
1: And they will. They and will. They will. Um, the first time, they might not say anything, but you keep doing it and they will. Like mm-hmm. finally, they're like, oh, you are, you do really want to hear what I have to say. Okay, here you go. So, what did the learners have to say? Um, <laughs> they said overwhelmingly that they are feeling very frustrated because they are tired of worksheets they want to be doing more creative hands-on project-based learning their words they used all of these words one 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 learner stood up and like gave this awesome speech was like you are going to be a politician one day and i will probably vote for you very eloquent, very, you know, that we need mind expanding creative experiences. <laughs> I was like, yes, you freaking do. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. I think it's a sixth grader. Yeah. Sixth grader. Um, anyway, so that was, that was a theme that came up. A lot of them said, right. So they're feeling really bored, right. Another theme they're not feeling, um, that they uh, these were not their words but the theme is that they are not feeling compassion and connection from their teachers
0: Mm -hmm.
1: okay uh they are feeling like there is a high value and priority on compliance interesting yeah um so yeah they also feel that um right so like they get yelled at a lot for things Mm -hmm. um that sucks so you know kind of and then they tied all of that to this was really moving and beautiful like a lot of them were like look like you don't know what our home lives are like right like every like and talking about how bad home life can be either for themselves or for other other kids that they know about and just being like you know we get you know we get yelled at at home or like you know home is this or that and then we come here and have to get yelled at too like what's and I was like you guys saw some wow you know I can't say they all did it eloquently and well
0: but but, they did it yeah but you wouldn't that 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 doesn't matter right that that part is irrelevant
1: no it is irrelevant yeah it is completely irrelevant Mm -hmm. um okay so anyway so it was it was beautiful to watch to see them actually getting their voice but here's kind of like the thing I want to talk about right That like really struck me after this is watching the adults in the room Mm -hmm. and listening to them and kind of just paying attention to kind of like their body language, the kinds of things they were saying. And um, the adults wanted to interrupt the process sometimes and um, insist that they kind of uh, phrase it certain ways or insist that they, there was a kind of, there was a big desire for the learners to to insist like, that they take on their responsibility for what happened. And it's like, okay, well, we, you're not there yet in the process. <laughs> like. And that's that there are lots of adults who can't even do that. So, like, take a step back and um, worry about your not this sounds awful like worry about yourself, but like we can only control ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And as adults, in particular, working with adolescents, um, we have to control ourselves and worry about our reactions way more. Okay. Because this is my ex-husband used to say this um they have bad brains (laughs) like (laughs) bad brains in a very loving way uh Mm -hmm. the frontal lobe is not fully developed until well into the 20s that's where our filter is for uh how we control what comes out of our mouth sometimes um that's where a lot of uh, executive functioning skills are stored, a lot of self-reflection, like anything having to do with personality and pretty much like effectively interacting with others, like mm, not fully developed yet. Fair. So we can't expect them to behave right and communicate the same with the same skill um, that well-adjusted adults can. Mm-hmm. So and some of the and the learners they did start putting forward suggestions, right? Like they had the like um the learners like the project based stuff, but they also had other suggestions, right? About like, well maybe when we're done with our work there's something else for us to do rather than just sitting in a run and waiting. And I'm like, ding ding ding, ding oh, in my yeah, head that's cool. like you know what is something I always used to say, Matt, you and I you always used to say like learners need to be able to answer the question. What are you doing? Why are you like? What are you learning? Why are you learning it? What do you do when you're done? Mm-hmm. Like, <clears throat> yes, there always these, there's no such thing as learning stops because you're done with this worksheet, right? Or you're right. done with this task. There should always there right there should be something else. Um. Then they had ideas like they also wanted more social time. Weird that an adolescent would want that. Weird. Um, you know, so they were kind of suggesting like. Well, what if, you know, we work for 15 minutes and then, you know, we get a couple minutes, like if we were on task, or like then we get a couple minutes social time and then blah, blah, blah. And so then the other thing that happened is adults getting upset because or and I'm not saying they didn't like yell and like make a hissy of but like I knew that they were frustrated because I could read their body language and their tone. Um because and I talked about these very things with with this one adult before that they had quote unquote, already done this with the learners, mm. right? They had tried some of these things. They had tried the work for 10 minutes, like motor break for two minute kind of thing. Um, and it it kind of fell apart. Um, they had tried, the learners were also asking like, can we please go outside? Like the poor things are just so sick and tired of being in because they're in the same room all day long, mostly in the same seat all day long, right? right. Why? Pandemic. Yeah. So they're done with that too, Like right? They're like, can we please go outside and learn, you know? And the teacher's also like, we tried that, it didn't work, like it failed.
0: Mm.
1: All right, so here's kind of one of the takeaways I've had from this, from watching this and talking about this and thinking about this with this teacher. And also I think something that I've seen happen elsewhere. This teacher did a really fantastic job of including learner voice in setting classroom agreements but that's where it stopped and I think that this is what happens a lot and there's there are more steps to this process of of setting classroom culture than just making classroom agreements together okay right, or code of conduct together whatever you want to call it where it fell through like where things started to fall apart for the culture and for the the relationship and interactions and cooperation between the teacher and students around this was that um the learners had no voice in what happens when okay right so the agreements were broken and then it all the power for acknowledging that and dealing with that was in the teachers teachers hands So then the learners felt powerless. Learners felt disrespected. Learners felt, you know, all those things that they were expressing that they felt. Um, Whether any adult feels like that's fair or not, it's valid because that's how they felt. Right. Right? Um, Right. So what what I kind of have been thinking about is that, well, this is how it has to go. It's not just include learners in setting expectations. It's include learners in setting expectations, include learners in clearly defining what those expectations mean, what it looks like when you are meeting those expectations, what it looks like when you are not meeting those expectations, Mm -hmm. and include learners in the what happens when the expectations are not being met. I think when they're included in all of those pieces, then it feels very different when the expectations are are broken Mm -hmm. and it is no longer compliance. It's no longer a compliance struggle, right?
0: So I've got a few questions for you, obviously. Okay, yeah. Um, First of all is why do you think that that involvement of like setting up SOPs and setting up expectations and setting up that classroom culture seems to go fine, but then no further. Why, why do you, why do you think that might that might happen? Just in general.
1: Gosh, I don't really have a good answer.
0: Is it well? I mean, I. I
1: what do you What do you think? I, I you... totally
0: get where your disconnect comes from, and that and that totally makes sense, but if we're taking all that time and we've figured out as teachers that this stuff is important, that we wanna involve our learners at the beginning, but then I sense that maybe, okay, that part is over, now let's get to the real stuff of content. And all of that other stuff just kind of goes out the windows. Now we have agreements, we have expectations. Now it's all back on me as the teacher to be leading Rather well, than I think
1: that's what it is right there.
0: But is that the disconnect? Is like it seems like yeah. all that nice fuzzy culture stuff that we talk about all the time is separated from everything else. That we do oh, all yeah, this in the front yeah. and then we don't do it again.
1: Yeah, and we never touch that's, it again. Yeah, right, 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 until there's a problem. Right. But right. I think that's part of it. I think I wonder if some of it is also just um. <laughs> like Pollyannaism or, you know, sure. super positivism, um, just kind of expecting, right? Like, hey, we all are maybe believing, right? That, well, that's just it, right? That's the secret to perfect, po- you know, perfect classroom behavior and harmony right. is just involving them and setting the expectations, but it, it isn't. So it's, um, it maybe, I don't know. It's just, maybe it's, it's just- It's a step along the way. To talk about plan B, right? It's a step along
0: the way. <laughs> Because I, I think you know everything's hunky-dory at the beginning of of a school year or a class yeah. because everyone is like new and excited and happy to be there. And then you know, winter <laughs> in general comes and people get just, you know, like you said, they'd get antsy about, about doing different things now. Okay, we're in the slog at this point, so we're doing all these different things. And if I if if it seems like culture. Is just one of those things that you do along the way, but never, but never go back to it. Then I think that is, you know, a great first step. But there's also step two and step three and step four that need to be done to make it the that hunky doryness that uh, that happy time in your class can continue. Uh, it's not a magic bullet, but right. if you have that, it it makes it a hell of a lot easier to have a class that's harmonious, there's my word, uh, throughout the year. So when these things come up, they won't be as uh, surprising, let's say, to teachers. When you hear all that stuff from kids, that can be very deflating at times. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And so I get these teachers' frustrations, but I think helping them with what you said about involving them all the way, right? It's not just the beginning part, that has to continue whenever you have kids in the the class, whether it's virtual or whether it's in person, it's all the time. It's not just at the beginning. Right. I think that's more of an advanced level for some teachers at some point.
1: Yeah, yeah, thinking through how you weave it through all the time, you know, whether it's just a, you know, a super quick standing, like I used to be a huge fan of like really subtle physical cues. (laughs) Like, Like I would just go, stand by our classroom agreement poster, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. um, whatever it was called, and sometimes I was just like, you know, Vanna White, like, put my hand on it, right, sure, and smile, (laughs) and be like, hey, (laughs) like, you know, things like that, like, subtle moves and subtle ways to, or we'd have, you know, periodic self-reflections on it, you know, Mm, and not on a day where stuff was going bad, right, like,
0: Right. Because that's, yeah. that's not when you want to have this. I remember doing I this in my classroom and not really knowing what I was doing, but figured let's give this all a shot. So we set up those expectations with the kids and we did talk about consequences, like what happens mm-hmm. if, and I let them figure it out because I, I don't know what they want. So let's right. talk about it. So they came up with these crazy consequences that really made no sense, but they were <laughs> you know high school juniors and seniors. So it got a little weird but then it happened something happened and they're all like oh well this is what we said so you have to go sit in the corner (laughs) and i'm like wow you guys are actually doing this okay and so they're all snickering and the next day they come in and they said you know we were talking after class and we don't like these consequences anymore because (laughs) i think it's (laughs) it's not just going to be that one kid it's going to be everybody at some point because you know again they're kids and they're like "Can, can we redo this I was like sure yeah and and they took it all themselves so I didn't really have to do anything except facilitate I didn't right. put my two cents in because everything they came up with was reasonable and now I figured they just had the experience that well if we don't like some of this stuff we can always change it nothing's right. written in cement
1: right
0: written in cement so
1: what they
0: what it is? Once, like once it's on a sidewalk it's there forever right
1: <laughs> <laughs> stone
0: <I think> it's-, <laughs> it's there yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I thought that was a good experience for me as a teacher also to see yeah. that process go all the way through uh, because I didn't figure that you know two weeks of culture building at the beginning and then never talking about it the rest of the year just didn't make sense to me yeah at the time but right but so yeah. I think that's a good a good lesson yeah. for for the teachers to hear that stuff from their kids and figure out okay we have all this it's their reality what are we going to do about it yeah and right. I think I think you have some great suggestions yeah so
1: and I do think and I, like if if you know just to throw out some general kind of like you know trauma-informed or adolescent aware restorative type things anyway like I kind of said earlier right like that As adults, we're really the ones in charge of ourselves and we can really only change ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, So like if a learner does say something to you in a way that might feel like talkbacky or obnoxious or rude, like you really do have to train yourself to take a deep breath and kind of go like, right? Adolescent brain, no filter, kind of like remind yourself of that and then before reacting give them a chance to redo it right it's totally fine to say like you know like um you know like ouch do you maybe want to say that a different way or you know kind of give them the clue that the way they just said it may not have actually gotten across what they want to get across like Mm -hmm. would you like to say that differently you're gonna get some learners who are gonna be like no (laughs) that's exactly how i wanted to say it and you Mm -hmm. still have to be like Okay, well, uh, you know, and as long as they're not being violent or, you know, uh, crossing a harassment line or, you know, as long as there's not a much more serious problem, like, it's right. it's fine to kind of do that whole, like, well, I, I can see that you are angry. I can tell that you are frustrated, like, name their emotion, what you think they're trying to say, and then something like, we can talk about this later and disengage,
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know, like, it's not... Um, that's teaching them so much more than throwing a hammer down at them.
0: Yeah, I, I would agree. You, you know, being, I was thinking, as you were saying, I was thinking, you know, just teachers can be the adult in the room without being mean to kids because mm-hmm. they pick up on that immediately. If if I'm a kid and I, I'm gonna say something and the teacher doesn't like it and they're gonna like, as you said, put the hammer down on me, I'm probably not right. gonna speak anymore in class. No, so why
1: would, why, yeah. So why
0: would I do that? Like, so. Yeah. Yeah. Be, be the adult in the room.
1: Right. And dude, we all lose it sometimes.
0: yeah. Matt has everybody like, yeah, does. Yeah. Everybody happens. does.
1: And so in that case, you, you, you acknowledge it, you figure out a way to acknowledge it yep. and try to repair it with the learner. And, I think they appreci- and again, yes. it teaches them so much more.
0: Yes. Right. Yes. They will. They will appreciate that more. Even if they say nothing to you and the daggers are still coming from their (laughs) eyes to you, eventually it gets through. I've had that experience more than once, I would say. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, they get past it and they do, they get it. You know, be a human.
1: Right. Right. That's all they're really asking for, right? Is they're saying, we're humans, treat us like humans. I wanna know you're a human. Let's be humans together. All right. On that happy note
0: yeah of that happy note we are done we are all humans together excellent i don't know all right with that we'll be back next week